the, th the theme for this weekend was encounter. The speaker, the speaker Caleb Barrows, and each the speaker was Caleb Barrows. And each session, he talked about encountering encounters that different people had had with Jesus in the Bible. He gave a lot of background information that made the the stories easier to understand and relate to. After each session, we had small group discussion time with our group. Um, the worship leader we had was John Tibbs. Um, he, he was the same person who was there my freshman year, so like four years ago. Um, it's just him and his guitar, and he did a great job of leading us in worship. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, team building uh, activity we did. So there was somebody that was a worker there at Miracle Camp that would take us in the woods and there was a bunch of these little courses or something that we would uh, work on team building and, and uh, teamwork. There was one where there was a really little tight rope. I swear it was like that big around, but we would have to like hold each other on and try to get across and I'm kind of surprised I'm still here. So, yeah. <laughs> One of the activities we did was like a treasure hunt. So like we would go around the like camp and look for like these little puzzles. They had like word puzzles and math puzzles. I didn't think I would be doing math on my weekend, but here I am. Um, we found a code and we had to enter it into like this lock that was on like a treasure chest. And then they pulled out a game, I guess. It was like a game instructions. So then we didn't play the game because it was cold, so. <laughs> Saturday morning, like our first activity after breakfast was like broom ball, and like, it's like a little soccer ball, and you have like, I would say like kind of hockey sticks, and it's like soccer, so um, we like chose our teams, and that was like really fun. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good eye mates. Uh, all right, we played in the gym. It was like me and like five other people around my age and adults versus like 50 little children <laughs> in dodgeball. It was, it was rough. <laughs> it, it was like they kept coming back. It was like there was more of them <laughs> and more of them. I, it was so fun though. Like the gym, we had a great time doing the, that stuff in the gym. There was ping pong, you know, there was uh, air hockey. It was all great. Um, so the <clears throat> there's like a coffee shop behind like where we had our services and stuff and um, like midday we got to go there and we got coffee and like smoothies and stuff and it was kind of nice just to have that because we were like outside doing physical activities and stuff and just have like a break. Uh, so on Saturday night, uh, there was we were supposed to go to like a full group game with all of the groups uh, from the camp. However, it, it was pretty cold, and I don't think a lot of us wanted to do that. So we just kind of stayed in in the like one of the common areas in the lodge, and we just played games. We played catchphrase, mafia. We played some uh, rum cube, I think some people did, and just sat around and talked and hung out.
Alamites throughout the land. We also did this tubing thing where we just rid down this giant snow uh, mountain, just a huge mountain, like at least 20 feet tall. <laughs> and uh, we just rid down some tubes, like there was this lever that dropped, it, dropped down the tube and so fast, like a good 15 miles an hour. Yeah, that was a great time. All right. So, like Austin said, um, our theme for the weekend was uh, encounters. So, encounters uh, that people had with Jesus in the Bible. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about two of the passages. Um, the first one being uh, a little bit from Luke 7. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through it a little bit. Um, let's see. Um, so, starting at Luke 7, verse 36, um, when one of the Pharisees invited, invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Um, I'm actually, one of the things that uh, Caleb, the speaker, Caleb Barrows, did very well was um, he explained the situation and the way that things were at the time. Um, so in this day, uh, reclining at a table would have been like laying down on on their sides and like resting their head on their hand and they had a table that was very short like low to the ground and so that's how they ate. Um, that a woman in the town who was a sinner who's known as a sinner came in uh, she learned that Jesus was there and came in with an alabaster jar of perfume and she stood behind him and was weeping uh, and she began to wet his feet with her tears and wipe them with her hair. And she kissed them and poured perfume on them. And the Pharisee, uh, Simon, who had invited him, saw this and said, if this man were a prophet, he would know that this woman touching him is a sinner. Um, then Jesus goes on to say, Um, Jesus goes on to say to Simon, uh, when I came into your house, you did not wash my feet or give me a kiss or put oil on my head, but this woman uh, washed his feet with her tears and her hair and kissed his feet and poured perfume on his feet. Therefore, I tell you, her sins are forgiven as her great love has shown has been shown. Um, then he said to her, your sins are forgiven and your faith has saved you. I th uh, this is a great story uh, because it shows that Jesus will forgive anyone's sins no matter who they are or what they have done. And then um, I'm going to go to 
the second one, which is John 11, uh, verses, well, a lot of, like, just the story of Lazarus. I'm going to skip through it a little bit. Um, oh, wait, Uh, Mary and Martha, Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus was sick, and they sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Uh, Jesus heard, when Jesus heard this, he said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that the Son, that God's Son may be glorified, glorified through it. So, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days, and then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Um, when Jesus got there, Lazarus was already in the tomb for four days. And when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know, at, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is to come into the world. Then Mary went to see Jesus and said the same thing as her sister. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw that she was weeping and the Jews with her were weeping, he also wept. Um, and so they went to the tomb and Jesus, uh, yeah, so they went to the tomb it was a cave uh, with a stone laid across the entrance. Jesus said, take away the stone. Uh, but Martha said, but Lord, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the, you'll see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. So um, with this passage, there is actually... A few things that stand out to me. Um, the first thing is Jesus did not go to Lazarus right away. He stayed where he was for two days. Um, so, you know, sometimes we might ask God for something, uh, but we don't get it, and we wonder why. Um, we may not know why, but God always has a plan. Uh, that's what this reminds me of. Um, Mary and Martha say to Jesus, if you would have been here, Lazarus would not have died. But by waiting to come to them after Lazarus died, he was able to raise Lazarus from the dead and 
many of the people who witnessed it ended up believing in him. And uh, the second thing is uh, verse 35 uh, says, Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in the Bible, if you know it. Um, uh, he wept because of how much he loved Lazarus and his sisters. And it made him very sad to see uh, Mary weeping because her brother was dead. And that's the, kind, that's the same kind of love that Jesus loves us with. And uh, the third thing is, uh, is the story shows Jesus' power over death. Jesus displays his power over death by raising Lazarus from the dead, and we also have that living inside of us. Um, read John eleven twenty five and 26 again. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. So our main theme this or last week was encounter. So Saturday morning, the speaker, Caleb, talked about the stories at Kias. First, I want to say Caleb really impressed me because he talked about the story all through memory. He had used no notes at all and got every single detail right. He talked about how Zacchaeus had all this power and looked like he was living a great life, but in reality he was lost and for some reason he needed to see Jesus. Now Caleb had a picture of an actual sycamore tree and told us the leaves were really big, big enough for someone as small as Zacchaeus could hide behind them. Now, Zacchaeus was willing to embarrass himself just to get a small glimpse of Jesus because he was so desperate for a possible new life. Now, that connects with us because we are embarrassed to say or to think we are wrong and need help from God. And we need to realize and remember God is always going to choose us and be there for us. Jesus chose maybe the sinfulest person in the crowd to eat with that day. But that's because he already knew Zacchaeus. He knew he needed to be shown grace, even if he didn't deserve it. We don't have to be the smartest or the prettiest or the most athletic to be good enough for God. He chose us love and grace every day. There's a song I love, which we didn't sing at camp, but I think fits perfectly with Caleb's story. And it's called Real Love by Blanca. And it just kind of talks about how we need to admit our flaws to God because he's still going to love us. We think we need to be this perfect person. We think we are so much better than what we really are and can't actually admit we are broken. But we need to realize we are and we have our flaws. We need to realize God sent his son to be embarrassed and hurt and broken so we don't have to be. Jesus took our spot of real pain and brokenness, so we know he offers us grace and love no matter where we come from. So we need to admit our flaws and our pain because Jesus will still love us. The story Caleb talked about just really spoke to me and made me realize a lot of things. Morning. So our speaker, Caleb Barrows, at camp was great. I loved all the sessions that he talked about, but I think the one that stuck out most to me was, sun was Saturday morning session. 
uh, he told the story of Zacchaeus, who is a tax collector, and he climbed the tree. Zacchaeus saw Jesus and repented, giving back money he stole. And Zacchaeus was unhappy and lost in life, but then he saw Jesus, and whoa, he was changed. When he was talking about this, it reminded me of a GPS scenario where Jesus was the GPS leading us and guiding us. We think we know where we're going, so we ignore the GPS. Similar to when life is going good, we just ignore Jesus. But when we realize, oh no, I'm lost, we start to panic. Just like in real life, we may start to keep going on our own, even when it's not working. And God, our GPS is telling us to go in another certain way. Well, the first step to getting back to the path God has for us is realizing that we are wrong. Are we on the right path? If not, next is to give our, up our pride and follow the GPS, our wonderful God, who will forgive us and guide us. Yay. But often, it's not that simple. We're human. We're blind to our mistakes more often than not. <laughs> We think we're so much better than we are. But I challenge you, just as the speaker has challenged me, with this question. Have you realized that you are lost? Are you lost, like Zacchaeus, searching for something? Well, you have found Jesus, and he will forgive us, guide us, and welcome us, because he loves us, and he is good. Amen? Amen. Thank you, guys. Okay, like the few said before me, uh, throughout the weekend, Caleb examined several stories of encounters with Jesus in the Bible and thusly presented the truth of our encounters with him today. These encounters brought forth the truth of what Jesus is and how that differs from how we see Jesus, faith, and ourselves. Saturday morning, Caleb recounted the story of Zacchaeus, the Roman tax collector who climbed a tree in order to get a better view of Jesus. Most of the time, people, myself included, focus on Jesus in the story, the way that he had the way that he had compassion on Zacchaeus and called him down from that tree and invited himself into Zacchaeus' life. But if you flip the story on its head, look at it from a new perspective, another truth emerges. Zacchaeus was a wealthy man, maybe not well-respected, but at least widely known. And he climbed into a tree for Jesus in a large crowd who no doubt saw and judged Zacchaeus for what he was doing. Zacchaeus was already disliked for being a tax collector, and he must have known that climbing up in that tree would damage his reputation even more. And yet there was something so lacking in his life that he needed to climb that tree. He needed to see Jesus. Similarly, Caleb told us a story in Luke 7, where a sinful woman burst into the house where Jesus was eating to weep at his feet and wash them with her hair. Those eating with Jesus were Pharisees, teachers of the law who would have looked down upon the woman for who she was and how she lived her life. But the woman didn't care. She needed to be in Jesus' presence so badly that she burst into the home of those who hated her, compelled by the lack in her life to risk everything for his forgiveness. At the end of Luke 19, Zacchaeus promises to repay those he has cheated, essentially bankrupting himself. Like the sinful woman, in Jesus he had found what he was lacking in his life before. Zacchaeus had tried to fill this void with possessions and wealth, the woman with sin and human pleasures, but in the end, Jesus satisfies in us what cannot be filled. Zacchaeus and this woman went out searching for Jesus' satisfying grace, perhaps not even knowing what they were looking for, or comprehending. Jesus always, wants us, always finds us in these moments, but sometimes it is hard for us to recognize that we are even lost. Was Zacchaeus outwardly aware of his flaws and brokenness when he climbed that tree? Was the crowd that yelled up at him? 
It's easy as us for humans to see the flaws in others, but ignore the ones in ourselves. We may think we are better than others because we believe our sins are less, but as Jesus says in Luke 7, whoever is forgiven little, loves little. When Jesus saves us, he makes us aware of our own faults. Zacchaeus gave up his riches when he found righteousness, the woman her sinful life. Because of the grace he offers, Jesus looks beyond our sins and loves us anyway. We too should practice this in our own lives. Do we really truly see the value in those around us the way Jesus would? Do we see their potential or just their flaws? The crowd, the Pharisees, they saw only the flaws. And they jeered at Zacchaeus. They disregarded the woman. And when Jesus demonstrated his love and forgiveness towards them, the crowds turned their displeasure onto him. They grumbled at Jesus' choice to stay with Zacchaeus. They rebuked Jesus' allowance of the woman to touch him. While these instances make us aware of the faults of human nature, they also illuminate the truth of Jesus. When he forgives us, he takes our place. He takes on the insults, the mockery, the judgment. Ultimately, he took on the final punishment as well, to provide grace to every one of us. Humans are so focused on what we need to do to win God's love and how righteous we believe we are. But the truth is that Jesus sacrificed himself because of everything we can't do. Jesus loves us regardless of our sins. And the moment that we realize faith is not about being perfect, but loving Jesus enough to ask for forgiveness, that is the moment we realize the truth about who he is. He wants us to lay down our past lives and, like Zacchaeus, surrender everything to receive his grace. He already took upon the punishment for us. We only have to love him and truly believe in the grace and forgiveness he offers. Jesus said to Martha after her brother Lazarus had died, If you believe, you will see the glory of God. We encounter Jesus every day. If we believe, we can make these encounters matter.